Are you guys ready? Yes, I'm ready. Kick right. the tires and light the fires. Are, are we ready? <laughs> <laughs> We've been ready. Welcome to yet another episode of Show Center, the Air Show podcast. The reluctant, the reluctant voice of the air show industry to our guest today, John Cudahy, who's joining us from his from his office uh, back in Virginia. John, glad to have you on today. It is great to be here. In the office, you, we're, we're all working out of the house now, aren't we? That's right. I mean, that's the way it goes. We are. Yeah, yeah. We are. We are at ICAS at least for the time being. Yeah. Yeah, saving money. Well, the convention is coming up, and uh, we wanted to have you on to talk about all the great things that's happening. You know, that, that, that's coming together for the convention. Yeah, it is. Uh, we we have uh, a strong program. We have very good early registration. We've got uh, a mostly sold out. Exhibit Hall, um, a series of wonderful keynote and general session presentations. I, I'm very excited. I uh, I think we need a good convention to come back as an industry. And uh, over and above that, I think this is, even by any objective standard, one of the best programs we've had in many years. So from the Canadian point of view here, which I, you know, I hate to bring up, John, we were so hoping that the government would have better news for us uh, this week. Uh, so the predicted... Um, change in the rules and regulations of getting back into the country after you visit uh, the, the United States of America is pretty much unchanged as far as the convention goes. Now you don't have to do a PCR test if you're coming back within 72 hours. And the convention is just slightly longer than that. So you've made these wonderful arrangements for the Canadians that they'll be able to uh, stagger from the bar into a suite and get their PCR test done. <laughs> We're for 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 the uh, for the Canadians. We're thinking about serving moose milk as they take their PCR test. Oh, we haven't worked out the details of that. Yeah, now you're talking. Yeah, I might just be Canadian for the moose milk. You know, that's the way it goes. But I I think the moose milk alone may may make you uh, may make you uh, impenetrable to COVID nineteen. I don't know. It's worth a try. But if you you're on the fence people. and you want to come to the convention, I mean, this is another concession. I know Rick dealt with this all year, and you know the, these yeah. PCR tests—they're they're not easy to come by. So the fact sure. that we're going to have them there, uh, so you don't miss your flight, uh, or you know, if you do test positive, you can deal with it at least. I mean, that's 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 a big that's a big help. It's been yes. very well received by our Canadian members, uh, both appreciative and who knows, maybe it made the difference for some of them on whether or not to come or not. It. We'll have uh, a good number of Canadians. I think we're uh, in the mid-30s range, which uh, I had thought we might have more cancellations. I was very happy to see that some of the people are going to take that chance. It is Vegas, after all. They can roll the dice and, and, uh, and hope it comes out. But, but, the, but the good news is they won't have to go driving all over Vegas and then kind of cross their fingers and wait, hope that they get the results back in a timely manner. We'll have uh, well, PCR testing in the hall, or in a room uh, on Wednesday morning, and and I'm told that they can expect the results back within an hour. I think it's just uh, smart overall at the convention for the Canadians to have some kind of medical assistance on standby anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, and John, COVID or not, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about that Precisely. while we're on the uh, while we're on the subject of COVID and the convention. What what are the rules uh, going to be? Do we have um, do we have some? We do. Actually, the state of Nevada has them, and we're conforming with their restrictions and requirements. That's for masks in place when not actively eating or drinking, 
in public indoor spaces, which the whole hotel is qualifies as a public indoor space other than of course, when you're in your own sleeping room. And uh, we've, we've, we've communicated that to our members. We expect them to abide by that. There is some chance that between now and when we all gather that the state of Nevada rules will change in one direction or another. And if they do, we will abide by whatever that change is. But right now it looks like mandatory mass, no mandatory vaccines, no mandatory testing of any kind. There you go. And and new this year is the entrance and exit door, which is something else that's new. Uh, yeah, you know, that's something we had been uh, considering anyway. The, if you've been to the convention, you know that that entrance exit door can be um, a bit of a bottleneck for people to get in and out. So that's only uh, because George Klein's booth is right there and he's, you know, he's, <laughs> he's always snagging you when you walk by or yeah, we, this, this will, uh, I think this will improve the flow generally it'll give some traffic to other parts of the whole hall that were not near an entrance or an exit. And in a COVID situation, it gives us some, some additional uh, social distancing and, keeps that bottleneck from becoming a possible place where where people get uncomfortable glad to know that uh when you say it's pretty much a sold out um exhibit hall we have don't we boast one of the largest largest single uh exhibit hall uh things for a convention and uh except for like uh the big uh, ces show well we are what i would call a mid-sized show rob um we are we are probably the biggest trade show in the events business, the, you know, festivals, fairs, that sort of thing. There's several associations like ours that serve non-aviation um, events and festivals, and we're, we're a good deal bigger than those. And it's been a hallmark of ICAST for more than 30 years. That is, this is a place where you go to get business. Just, just this morning, I was talking to somebody who, uh, who said that it's what separates our event from other events like it that he goes to. The, the idea that you're not just drinking and socializing or going to education sessions, you're also conducting the business of your organization while you're there. Yeah, I think McLaren told me, uh, Dan McLaren, uh, in the past, at the uh, thing there, that convention is like huge. Like we couldn't even touch that. Yeah, yeah. So to speak, what? like, what? like, like three what of you don't want Dan? to do that. Yeah. I'm not. What was Dan doing there? That's that's the other. Well, never mind. Well, apparently, he heard from a friend. Right, oh, right. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. So, John. All kidding aside, I mean, this we're all looking forward to it. If folks want to sign up, they can still sign up. Is it too late to get a booth uh, if they want to come? It is in? not. We've got. Um, uh, uh, I, I, I can't quote it off the top of my head, but we have less than 10, more than a half dozen. So somewhere in there and, and wow. we can, we can be pretty agile in, in helping people to find space if they want to. And, uh, you know, it's whatever your role in the airshow business, if you're buying or if you're selling products or services, it's a good way to get your name out. Uh, it's a good way to, uh, to meet the kind of people who will either are or will become your customers. And, um, Compared to most trade shows, it's very affordable, and, uh, and 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 as you suggest, Matt, we have some space. I think that's great. I had a, I talked to a guy the other day, and I said I think you ought to show up here. Uh, here's here's the reasons why. Uh, there is a way uh, if you want to bring a guest. There is a way every year to bring a guest in uh, for one day, uh, and that's toward the end of the week. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because if someone's kind of on the fence this year, they want to come and see it. 
Uh, is there a way for someone to come in for one day to kind of uh, test drive this convention? There, there are a couple of things, actually, that they can do. That We sell one-day passes. I can't quote you the price, but it's it's a it's a bargain compared to the to the full week. Um, and we also have the last day of the show. This year will be Thursday, December ninth. We let any member bring a friend or or family member onto the trade show floor at no cost. And anybody who is registered can can buy um, companion tickets for our social events, which on Monday would be a reception on Wednesday would be an awards luncheon. And on Thursday night would be our traditional chairman's banquet. And this year we're lucky to have, uh, we're lucky to have Billy Crystal hosting the chairman's banquet, which Uh, I think is is great. Yeah. I I, I think, you know, you you shouldn't leave out Ricky. He's he's always a food. Well, he's popping up out of the cake at the end of it all. (laughs) Yeah. Big opening number. That's great. Now, just to drop names, John, tell us who the keynote speaker is going to be on Tuesday morning before the jet team schedules are announced. Uh, it's a it's a gentleman by the name of Captain Charlie Plum. He was a um, Navy fighter pilot in the Vietnam War, was shot down and spent uh, the mo- most of seven years as a POW in North Vietnam. And uh, I have had the pleasure to meet him on the phone and Zoom calls over the past several months. I have no doubt that he's going to be a, a pretty spectacular and and very relevant and appropriate speaker for our guys. A very very inspirational person who is himself still a still a GA pilot. He owns a PT thirteen and some other GA airplane. He's a member of uh, uh, Commandment of Air Force, so he he sort of travels in some of the same circles as our members and he's actually very excited to, to be a part of our convention and meet some of these people i just want to i want to put this in there if you're interested in, in learning a little bit more about charlie plum uh, a great colleague and friend of mine john mollison did a wonderful story where he actually took charlie plum back to vietnam uh, and talked to uh, some of the folks who held him captive uh, there at the hanoi hilton it's a moving moving piece uh, and you can find it there at John Mollison's site. Uh, wonderful piece. Looking forward to seeing him. That's that's a fantastic speaker. Yeah, he, I, I'm. I, I had not heard of him until uh, somebody gave us the lead to approach him, and uh, I, I'm I'm embarrassed that it's taken this long for us to find him. I think he's going to be very appropriate and very well received by our members. And Luke Aiken, of course, the ma- <laughs> the things the man has done uh, is going to talk as well, right, John? He is. He's going to talk on um, Thursday, Thursday morning. Uh, Luke, who about five years ago um, had the wisdom to jump out of a perfectly airplane not wearing a parachute, he obviously made arrangements ahead of time, and he landed in a net. Uh, and it was a the, the story of how he did that, the steps he took to be as safe as he possibly could, and uh, uh, it's, it's a very interesting story. I've heard it now a couple different times, and um, it, I've seen new facets and elements to it each time. And he's got he's got great video support, and it's a it's a very interesting story. And I think it's especially appropriate for our uh, air show crowd. And he used not only GPS while he was in free fall, but he also used a precision approach path indicator, a PAPI system that was in two rings around there. It's the, 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 the great new satellite technology with the old time technology both worked together to, uh, 
to uh, get uh, get him right dead center in the, in that net. It was pretty cool. Rob, can you yeah. explain that? Uh, what is it called again? No, a, a, no don't ask a pappy, him to explain it. A pappy system. How does that work? How, how does just that leave work? me alone. Just leave. Just <laughs> leave me yeah. alone. I, I think it's cool I, I, that I, you I, use it while screaming and it doesn't interfere with it at all. <laughs> I'll interrupt your intro intramural squabble to say one other thing about uh, about Luke. 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 Luke is with that um, jumping into a net um, episode behind him. He's working on a new one. He he and a colleague are outfitting uh, two Cessna 172s to go into a steep dive with the doors off the aircraft uh, in, in loose formation. Uh, each of the pilots, Luke and one other man, wearing parachutes. They will both exit their airplanes in the dive, go to each other's planes, take the controls, fly the plane. So it's, uh, it is, <laughs> I, I heard just a few details about it and, uh, even though I've heard Luke's uh, presentation on the on the uh, parachute list fall, I'm very eager to hear additional details about his next uh, 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 episode or his next next stunt. <clears throat> I mean, you know, why not just why not just like, become a, a stalker at a grocery store? I mean, at what point at what point do you say, you know, well, I, honey, we need a little extra money. We got to we got to add this addition onto the house. What are we going to do? Well, I I could I could go fly an airplane and jump out of it and then land somebody else's airplane. Yeah, that's that's this, what we'll do. That's yeah, a great this, idea. This stuff used to come out of, um, you know, people like uh, from our industry. These 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 great names from the past were people like Les Shockley and and Jimmy Franklin and those types would sit around a fire late at night out in the desert, drinking way too much and consuming way too much alcohol. I'm afraid now that all of these these ideas are coming out of California, probably in the yeah, high plant, desert too, and the word base take them into account here as well. Yeah. Well, look at, look at, uh, look at Del Collar and those guys. I mean, come on. I mean, the, the Yak 110. Yak 110. And here we are, Dan at a porno convention. I mean, it's it's, you know, it's, <laughs> there you go. All right, John. Oh, thanks dear. for coming Who on. Who says with us. there's no innovation in the air show business? Come on. <laughs> we appreciate it, John. It's going to be a fun, a fun convention. Uh, what, what about uh, the important, the important aspect of this, the social aspect, uh, the there after hour go. social aspect? Uh, what, what, what's on tap for that? So to on speak. tap, I, I, yeah. Nice, nice, nice touch there, Matt. Um, it, it's going to be very similar to what we had in 2019. Uh, we, we have taken over. The, the Napoleon's bar, which is just a, a, a few feet away from the meeting and convention area. We're going to have a little more capacity outside of the bar, immediately outside of the bar seating and a, and sort of satellite bar so that uh, not everybody has to go into the bar to get a drink. Um, it'll be completely ours this time. Last time uh, in 2019, we had other hotel guests, who could come in though they were quickly scared away from doing so for the well, most part. Dan, almost Dan all, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> almost all of them. Rick's over there smiling, but uh, yeah, yeah, almost all of them. Yeah. Oh, but um, uh, so we'll do that Sa same deal. Um, I can't remember exactly, but the break, the, the drinks are nearly half the price that they are at, at the more traditional circle bar. So that um, that'll give our members reason to be there. And it, it's, you know, as you guys know from having been in the past, it's, it's a place where a lot of the business discussions take place and, um, and everybody has a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, so it'll be very similar to what we did in 2019. 
That's great. Well, thanks, John, for coming on. We do appreciate it. I know we got you've got a convention to plan. Yeah, and and uh, can't can't miss the opportunity to make the sale if you're if you're a member or even if you're not a member. www.airshowsplural.aero a e r o is our website. The registration process is pretty intuitive. Um, click on convention and, and just follow the prompts. And uh, I hope I hope to see everybody. Oh, geez, I don't even want to say it, but in a couple, two and a half weeks in, in Las Vegas. All right. John Cuddy, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Talk, you talk guys, soon. Thanks for having All me. right. Talk soon. Well, it is that time. Time to switch gears here. Our own crack newsman, Rick Peterson, joins us now with Prop Wash. All the news that's uh, traveling about Rick the air show. Industry. Yes. Rick, what do we have? Well, this is the easiest Prop Wash ever. The season has officially ended for just about everybody. <laughs> It's, uh, it's time now where, where everybody's packing up, starting to make their plans for next year. Uh, the phone just continues to ring. The convention is just around the corner, and it looks like it'll be an exciting year. If this year was any indication, it's going to be uh, it's going to be probably one of the best years for attendance. Um, looking ahead to things that happened, like the Pacific Air Show with, uh, with the Hulu-Disney deal being, I think it's a five-year deal, three- or five-year deal, and they're already putting with the 10 million viewers plus right now that have watched this thing. Uh, they are, it's known as episode one, which that's is great. amazing. Yeah. Which, you when you, uh, what happened there. So, uh, so that's, that's great for the industry. Um, the numbers that uh, live air show TV have reported in from sun and fun, and that'll probably be the way we'll kick next season off as well has been huge as well into the millions of views. So uh, congratulations. Uh, we've been pressing pretty hard as an industry for the last four or five years, uh, starting to talk about it as long ago as a decade ago, and now it's all coming to fruition uh, where the video aspect and the digital aspect of this wonderful industry takes this next step. And something we'll look into on the program here, on the podcast down the road, is where it's going next as far as the digital universe is concerned and all the meta stuff that we're hearing about and uh, and how realistic that's going to be and how this industry is probably going to lead the way when it comes to content because it's pretty thrilling stuff that we do, very inspirational stuff, and it's going to lend itself very well to where all of this digital stuff is going. So we are in the right place at the right time. Coming out of this pandemic is is going to be uh, I think very, very good for us uh, and just about everybody else that's connected to air shows. So I'm very excited about next season. You, I, you mentioned Hulu. Things, sorry, you, go ahead. You mentioned Hulu. We we are going to have uh, the Hulu set uh, there at the convention. Uh, Kevin Elliott's bringing it there, and that's where we're going to host our podcast episode is on the Hulu set. I, I could have told you right then. I, I never thought I'd see that set again or care to after six hours on it. But we're gonna we're gonna spend another thirty or forty minutes on it doing the uh, doing the broadcast uh, from Vegas, and we hope that. But that's we hope you stop one by. empty one empty seat. Though, no, 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 no. You haven't heard. No, no. Rick, Rick's coming. Right. It's I've, it's a very he's surprising us. He's gonna surprise yeah. us and be there. Yeah. Yeah. I've already In said too much. Yeah. Okay. In a, yeah. in a not not a cutout. Not not a cutout. No, no, no flat Rick. No. It was flat Matt. The, the, we learned the lesson from flat yeah. Mac because it nothing for Matt. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it ended up in a guy's apartment, apparently that <laughs> I get I get tagged on Facebook every once in a while at a party. Oh golly, this poor guy. Anyway, I digress. 
we're gonna yes. we're gonna be there. Rick's gonna be there somehow. Um, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time. So, but I hope you stop by. I hope I hope each and every one of you uh, stop by and you join us on that episode because that's the fun part about being there is that we can have everybody on. So, uh, so please stop over uh, to the um, to the booth. You won't be able to miss it. I mean, it'll be like it's a land yacht of a booth. If you know Kevin Elliott, it's gonna be massive and probably take up I don't know how many booths. It's like a I whole mean, row. It was pretty tall. I mean, it, yeah. I, I'm going to be interested to uh, to know how he gets it into the room there. And, of course, it all comes yeah. apart, but it's going to take them hours to assemble that set. Uh, and, of course, you uh, you are an integral part of that set, Mr. Jolly. You oh, are. We well, just had a good oh, time, yeah. but it's going to be fun. We'll we have a good time there, and everybody can go by there and um, join us. Other on news coming up uh, next year, of course, is the 75th anniversary of the Air Force. That'll be something that uh, we'll look forward to at the convention to find out more about how that's going to unfold. The Snowbirds, by the way, have already removed the gold stripe off of the Jets uh, as their 50th anniversary comes to a close. And they've also already started their workups uh, through the winter. And a lot of the new team members have been announced for the other Jet teams, of course, the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds. And it's going to be an interesting year for them uh, next year, next season as well, as the Thunderbirds to continue, continue to develop uh, some newness uh, to maneuvers and uh, and changing the show up just a little bit, and uh, it's uh, it's all exciting stuff. Almost exciting enough to keep to keep uh, Matt off of his uh, his cell phone. Yeah, did you see, did you see this? I, we were talking about the Air Force's seventy uh, fifth. I don't know if you could read that. It's uh, the F twenty two. Yes, when it pass. does its weapons bay doors. Yeah. If you've ever wondered where those bombs and missiles hide, yeah. here is your answer. And, and can you read what it says inside there? Your ad here. There you go. Your ad here. <laughs> New for the 75th. How are we going to pay for it? Well, that's an idea that I saw from our friend uh, and, and Jerry O'Neill. <laughs> yes, speaking of Raptor, uh, at the last show of the season down at Stewart, uh, Stewart Florida, uh, Chris Darnell got together with Cabo and they did something that has never happened at an air show. How before. about that? Wasn't that cool? I, have you seen the video of it? No, neither have I. Video, which means the video means, I saw doesn't show the raptor. Yeah, All you see that's is that's right. So there's two things that were first. First, which is the cool thing, the F-22 raced uh, the shockwave. The second thing, it's got to be the first time ever that people, some somebody has tried to video the race and you don't really see it. It's yeah. just so frustrating. I watched it to the very end and I thought, man, I didn't, I didn't get to see the F-22 in this thing. I know you think you'd think somebody we've got to do a better job of that. Next time we have a first, we got to do a better job of getting it. You know, Danny Clisson oh. was saying what great showbiz it was, and we didn't get to see the showbiz. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how, how about that, Danny Clisham? Though, by the way, I talked to Luke the other day, uh, Luke Carrico, who we tried to have on. We, we're expanding the show. Luke's going to start doing his segment. Uh, he doesn't know what it's going to be about yet, but I, 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 he, he's clueless, and I'm totally throwing him under the bus right now because he's he's not here, but. <laughs> Uh, he was very busy. He just got back from Stewart, uh, where he and Danny Clisham did the show down there. And he said it was a great time, a good, good air show and a lot of fun. But I, I'm sorry he couldn't be here today. So I don't know what I don't know what Luke's segment's going to be, Rick or Rob. Do you have any ideas? Because he doesn't either. I... I'll let him, we'll let him come up with something. Yeah. Some way he can contribute to this. Uh, Trying to broaden the scope here for the piece. industry a little bit. I think he should do a segment on the best porta potties in the business. Santa Cole. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe. Anything that <laughs> yeah. looks like a giant plastic, uh, you know, athletic cup. 
<laughs> but Houston, but Houston has has outdone them all because they have the porta potty in the uh, in the cordoned off area for the air boss and the crew and the announcer and right at the and and mounted to the porta potty is a big thing that says announcer. There you That's go. Right. I don't know. Well, I always like That's I always the like booth. the guy that that shows up every year to the convention with those with those porta potty cups that he that he has with the straw the straws the vent you know from the porta potty and you oh, i got a couple of those here at the house they're great for parties somehow i missed that swag. Well, well we'll make sure we get you one but it's going to be a fun year and i'm looking forward to the convention we're already uh, kind of gearing up for it uh, do you have anything new that you're taking this year uh, that's always you never know what you're going to see booth wise her name is debbie and i no, yeah sorry. <laughs> you met her at the convention with dan we know how this goes it's not it's not bambi or tiffany no <laughs> well who was the guy who was the guy that used to rent the models uh to come to his booth remember that he had like the whack-a-mole machine and you would go by i don't even know what he did but i remember the models and the whack-a-mole machine you see i've got to get out more I yeah see, you do i wasn't roaming that year yeah. Yeah, you do. Well, it's gonna now be I know why Jill gets me back up to the hotel room before it gets too late in the evening. That's the problem. Yes. Yeah. Rob, what, what in the world? You're, you're always out and about. Come on now. You and Jill, you float around the whole convention. It's always fun to see you. And this year, we're all three going to be right together. That's going to be fun. That's right. But Jill's not coming this year. Oh. No. Oh. She's not coming Jeez. this year. But, but what's... Uh, um, you know, with with you and me and with the three of us and Jay Rabbit, we'll we'll make quite a quite a lineup. Yeah, we got to talk about that, I guess, don't we? Okay. Yeah, it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're all very Jay sad Rabbit, about this. Jay dear, Rabbit, who has run uh, in concert productions and air show one for about twenty five years in the air show business, because of his family and uh, some health issues he had a couple of years ago with a replaced heart valve. And a business in television production and and concert and corporate communications TV and, and production. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is is being forced because of the business aspect of it to to retire from the air show business, and we will miss him terribly because there is. Um, and I, I know I probably will offend some folks, but there is nobody like Jay Rabbit in our business. No, there's not. There's just nobody that that. You know, we were talking about this earlier, and really, we need some producers in the industry. Not not show producers. We need technical producers in the industry because we have a lot of sound guys, but we don't have anybody that's on the technical production side of it uh, who can who can call the shots, who reads the music, and understands what we need. And and it cannot continue to come down to uh, whoever is up on the stand doing it. I mean, it's a we're, we're talking about taking these shows to the next level. Uh, with television production, with everything else, you need somebody. You need somebody like an air boss that has production essay and a clear overview of of the rhythm and the, the well, just the production of the show. I mean, as it's would you being not, executed. Would you not say that Jay Rabbit has a little bit of Radar O'Reilly in him? Yes, to say the least. Yeah. Coming, coming from his radio background, yes. Uh, we all dreamed and hoped, and, and at times I was lucky enough to work with producers like him uh, who were on the other side of the glass, and in the case of an air show, he's behind you and got your six covered really, really well uh, to be able to just uh, hand these things off and knows where you're going, has something yes. to uh, into the right piece of equipment to fire it off to uh, help you, and uh, and if he just senses at all that you're starting to swim, 
uh, right in there with some pad music, talking to you in the headset, you know, listening to your every word, staying very focused all the way through the entire event. And that's uh, that's something that's, uh, you know, that we all appreciate because it makes for a better show. Not yeah, to does. mention the fact that he brought a semi's worth of equipment and turned a show line at an air show into a rock concert with the kind of power and fidelity of his sound system. That's yep. right. There's a, there's a, there's a number of other sound contractors that do that do great work. Yes, uh, but they there's do. Only, there's only one J Rabbit when it comes to uh, the producer help aspect of it all. I mean, he he far and away had superior equipment, but. It was, it was, the, the, well, he, the magic he, was Jay. I mean, it really was. Right. It was, and he brings a bigger team, and it's a bigger price tag, and it's it's the kind of thing that is needed for that next level, has been for some time now, and that's the uh, the value of it is the cost. It's what it is. And uh, and if you're going to have these kinds of productions, as you mentioned, uh, and, and we mentioned off the top, that's going to have television coverage, that's going to have those kinds of live aspects to it, uh, whether it's digital or or whether the mainstream media is coming in on it as well, uh, it needs that kind of focus. It needs that kind of attention. And uh, there are others in our industry that can certainly do it, uh, but they need the financial help to get up to that level as well. And that's where the fairness comes in, and that's where we need to be uh, looking uh, to in the future. So, uh, yeah, it's going to cost more to do this kind of thing, but I think we need to do it to get to that next level. And I really think there's another. I think there's another job in there another career field for someone if they want to become an air show technical director, a, a, you know, a TD or a, a director even. I mean, it's what we're talking about. Somebody that, that has that, that knowledge. And even if you don't have the equipment, you could at least tell the guy who does have the equipment when to play it, when to roll it. And I, I think we're there as an industry. And that's a good thing, right? I mean, that's a good thing. Yes, sure. I just hope that I hope that those shoes are filled because uh, uh, we need it. We don't need this to be the void that nobody noticed. What's interesting is that once folks have tasted, show producers have tasted his work and his system, they all hire him. They all hire him back. But I don't, you know, I, I and what, what worries me the most is that, is that this is a huge hole for us to deal with uh, as announcers. But I, I, I just, you know, I, I don't know if people are going to understand what walked away. And that's what worries me. That's why I think we really need to push this as far as uh, the production value goes. Uh, the production value of your show is in your own hands. And I think it is it is one of the, it, it truly is one of the most noticeable aspects of the show to your audience if it's not there. And that's it, that's what's crazy about it. Right. What do they say? It's it, often, it, excuse I'll, me, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll reiterate, reiterate again because I think it's important to say that there are people within our industry doing sound now that can do this. You know, they, they maybe not as well as the production or the direction uh, that, that was a talent very unique to Jay because of his background, but they can do this technically because what they need to be able to, they can't do it at at the uh, kinds of prices that have been paid in the past. Yeah, uh, and we're not talking about tech. Level. No, I mean, we're this just is producer the, stuff. So. That's right. The bodies and tech and some of the equipment that needs to be uh, brought to be able to do this. It's going to cost more to move it around. It's yeah. going to cost more the manpower. But the end result is it's going to be a bigger connection uh, to your audience. It's going to help you uh, get more reach, more more impressions, more sponsors. Be kinder to your sponsors. And uh, and we can all we all know how much we've undervalued ourselves over the years to be able to charge more for that ticket to make up the difference. That's why Rick's going to be ninety five hundred bucks. 
next year. <laughs> An hour. <laughs> An hour. There you go. <laughs> hey, it's been fun, guys. Thanks to Cudahy for coming on, too. Yes. Nice All right. to see you guys. Used right. to be able to hear the music when we were toward the end of the program. but uh, It's playing. You ready? Yep. There, there it is. Yeah, it's there. All right. This needs this show needs Jay Rabbit is what this show needs. Uh, well he's not here. And it's oh. and he's not and coming we back. Wish well. We we wish him well. Not an easy business. God love him. His wife's Canadian, by the way. <laughs> I was waiting. Montreal. For that. I was just waiting. Yeah, for that. That's right. All right, we gotta go.